Hello and welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Graham Hall, although you might know me better as the dog father. I've been working with dogs for over a decade now, and for the last few years, I've been telling my dog training tales on dogs behaving very badly on television. Well, now I'm bringing even more of my stories to you directly on this podcast, because off the back of the TV series, people often email me for advice on a certain subject. Inspired by those curious questions, this is a chance for me to share the answers, and hopefully we'll have a bit of fun along the way. Later on, I'm going to let you in on what I really think about webcams and the other seemingly exciting and clever technologies that dog owners use these days, as well as explaining how you could be inadvertently rewarding your dog's attention-seeking behaviour. But first, I want to talk about separation anxiety, because it's something a lot of dog owners are going to have to deal with in the coming months. The whole country's been in lockdown, and for your dog, that's meant that you've literally been with them 24-7. As we all gear up to get him back out of the house again, both you and your dog are going to have to make some serious adjustments. But of course, separation anxiety isn't new. Lots of people have experienced it, well, for years, long before 2020. And in fact, Elvina in Western Supermare and her little dog, two-year-old Maggie, they've been dealing with it for quite some time. So we've got Maggie, a two-year-old dash hound. We got her when she was 16 weeks old. She's a great dog. She's brilliant when we're at home, brilliant on walks, and her recall is amazing. But we are experiencing some really bad separation anxiety. It doesn't matter if we leave the house for 10 minutes or an hour. She will continue to bark, cry, howl, uh, get into cupboards, for the whole duration that we are out of the house. She has access to the dining room and the kitchen whilst we're out, but Maggie has realised that if she chews the bottom of the dining room door, she releases the bolt at the top, which then gives her access to the lounge, where she will continue to cry, bark, howl, while sat on the sofa looking out at the window. I will add we've got another dog who is a 10-year-old Cocker Spaniel and he's so placid and just wants to sleep whilst we're out, but she obviously doesn't allow it. We've tried calming dog music or no music. We've tried treats and toys or no treats and toys. I'm due to go back to work part-time in a couple of weeks and the thought of Maggie being at home crying and barking and howling is sending me over the edge a little bit because our neighbours have complained to us about the noise. So any tips or tricks that you could offer, we would really, really appreciate it. Well, thanks, Elvina. That was was really good and really clearly explained. Um, I've also seen some video footage that you sent, and I think it's from a webcam, so more about that later. But um, I can see that little Maggie is... Um, she's distressed as soon as you go. I mean, it's immediate. And she's bouncing between what I think is your your, your dining room door and the rest of the house and the, also the back door. She goes French windows, then it's backwards and forwards. There's a little moment when she pauses. And let me come back to that. And I think she's listening. So it's like, rah, 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 rah. And off she goes again, you know. So that's quite interesting. Potentially, if you could speak to her at that moment, you could tell her she's been a good girl for being quiet. So you can see where I'm probably going with that. But let's talk about this door. She's clever, and and Dachshunds often are. They're crafty little things and very stubborn, very willful. They just keep going and going. 
And that's one of the things I think that tells me that this is sort of proper separation anxiety. Sometimes dogs look as though they're a bit anxious and distressed when you leave and they, they sort of put up a bit of show at the door and they bark and that kind of thing. But once the door's closed and you get in the car and go, they kind of go, ah, oh well. And they just go back to the bed and they're actually fine. So, you know, potentially it looks like separation anxiety, but it's not. So classically, separation anxiety is that fear of being alone, fear of being left. It's also known as monophobia. So she keeps this up for hours and hours and hours. She really doesn't like it. She's going to the back door, trying to find a way out. She's trying to find any way out of that house so that she can run around and bring you back. Bless her. So so that's the first thing that's telling me this is, it's more than just attention seeking. It really is anxiety that goes on for a long time. The door to the rest of the house She's crafty, so she's getting through it. She's doing whatever she's doing at the bottom there. I can see her sort of banging into the door, and then the door, as if by magic, opens, and that's it. She's through then. She's got access to the front of the house. Sounds like she's sitting on the sofa, which I haven't seen. That gives her the ability to look out the window, and, of course, everybody going past just, just, it just has the effect of winding her up. So the first thing I would do is something practical. Let's fix that door. You might want to add Praxplex or a lock onto it. Giving dogs... A bit less room in the house quite often can be part of the solution. If they've got the whole house to sort of run around and patrol, they, they just wind themselves up. So giving them a cosy area is one way forward. So we're always looking to make them more comfortable, make them less anxious than they were before. Giving them a cosy den is the way forward. A small area is good. Usually giving them the run of the whole house is is bad so I'd certainly fix that door you know for, for anyone else if you've got um if you've got a dog that's got this problem and you've got let's say a small kitchen or there's a little anteroom you know where you could put their things and make it comfortable for them create a little den now that could well help you particularly if it's at the back of the house because there's less going on at the front the other thing is, Elvina, you've you've tried calming music. My experience is it rarely works, to be honest. Um, but what can happen when you leave the radio on is that it just drowns out the sound from outside. So another thing that kind of gets confused with separation anxiety is when there's a dog barking just at things that go by. So the dog barks, the thing carries on going. They think they've done the right thing because they've got rid of it. Of course they haven't got rid of it. It was just somebody walking down the street. But that's not really separation anxiety, albeit it is a problem. So, you know, the trick there really is if you can deny them access to those things that are causing them to bark and wind up and upset the neighbours and themselves and ultimately you, then that's all good. Leaving the radio on, drowning out a bit of outside noise can sometimes be a, a good thing, but it actually, in my experience, rarely makes them calmer uh, in, in itself, let's say, you know? It's not like they're listening to the radio and going, oh, that's really nice. Can't beat a bit of Tchaikovsky, can you? Incidentally, people will often say leave classical music on because that's, that's a good thing. I don't think there's anything particular about that, but you definitely don't want to leave the Fifth Symphony on with its, its crashing and banging and all that kind of stuff. So what else have we got? Well, you've tried treats. Yeah, I mean, leaving a couple of treats just before you go is not a bad thing. I'm really interested in how excited the dog is. You, you really want to leave the dog as calmly as you can, which kind of sounds obvious, doesn't it? But if you leave them with the sort of treats or the kind of toys that rev them up, then you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because you go and they go, hey, hey, woo, vong, you know, and they're flinging a ball around or, 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 you know, something with treats. They're not so good. If you've got the kind of toy 
and I think you know you know the ones the sort of like hard rubber ones that you can put food in that creates a sort of they, they have to gnaw at it it's almost like a soother that kind of thing that's the energy that we're after if you're going to leave anything leave something that creates a, a calming effect doesn't rev them up and the other thing that's really interesting about your case in particular is that you've got another dog because everybody would say well you know dogs on their own you know she's scared of being alone uh, get another dog and that'll fix the problem well clearly not your old dog i presume you've had for many years maggie's too so i i guess she's always known him to be around but it's making no difference at all in fact all it's doing is bothering him in his sleep so one thing i would say is if you're thinking of just going out and getting another dog to solve yourself separation anxiety problem please don't that's probably not the answer you want to do the best you can to fix the problem you've got and then if you still want a second dog for whatever reason then good go for it why not but i think that's the thing so i think there are a few things there the overarching thing is we're trying to create a calm environment before we leave them what you then probably want to do is invest a bit of time we've only got two weeks before you're going back to work um that's not an awful lot of time elvina so in the meantime what i'll be doing is you know pop out the door and then pop back in again so we we create the situation where it's like i go i come back it's not a biggie it's going to be fine but you need to start in little doses i mean literally walk out the door you know count to 10 outside the door pop back in again but here's the thing if she's whining and creating as you walk back in that door what you do is that she, you make a connection in her brain that if i bark i bring her back right and you, you've got to think about where barking and howling comes from if we go back to wolves and all right a dachshund isn't a wolf you know there's a big difference between a domestic dog and a wolf but there's quite a few connections too wolves howl to bring the pack back together again often before they go hunting or they move off somewhere so howling and barking is the first thing a dog's going to try to bring you back and and you'll often hear a dog howling in a way that they wouldn't any other time when they've been left on their own so if she's barking at the moment you walk back in you kind of shot yourself in the foot you've proved to her that that creating like that actually does bring you back so the obvious one to do is you wait for those gaps you remember at the beginning i said i was watching maggie and she's like rah, 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 rah. now she's not really being quiet because she's trying to offer you a behavior that you'd prefer instead she's listening she's just being quiet but if you can match that quiet moment with the moment you walk back in the door happy days now what we're saying is weirdly if you're quiet i come back if you're barking i don't come back and then you extend the time so you might want to spend quite a few days really just popping out onto the drive 10 seconds becomes 20 so you can see where this is going uh, eventually it's you know pop outside if you if you go to work in the car jump in the car you know shut the car door fire up the engine the next days this might be a week or two down the line you drive the car around the block come back and you're building it up so it's like i go and i come back and actually the amount of time can can increase you know and we're just getting used to being on our own it's okay to be alone let's talk about webcams now not so very many years ago i had a client who was in the business of cctv and all the rest of it and he'd rigged himself up this this marvelous system which seemed ever so advanced at the time whereby he could go to work and he could sit in his office and he could watch his dog on a camera that he'd set up because he had thousands of pounds worth of equipment right and he could even press a button and he could talk to the dog on a microphone and he could hear the dog and all the rest of it and really that wasn't a lot of years ago and i thought that was a brilliant system well we can all buy them now you can get them online 
online and they cost a few quid and we all know what they are. So webcams are a real double-edged sword. I think there are times when we think we've got a bit of a problem and we have got a bit of a problem. Uh, we rig up a webcam and then we convince ourselves it's a massive problem and the more anxious we get when we leave a dog, the worse it gets for them right so it's not the happiest of time when you're going to work but if you're going to work and the look on your face is like oh no this is going to be terrible it's all right darling i'll be back later it'd be fine they're going to pick up on that so the dog's thinking well i was a little bit perturbed but now i'm really pretty scared because you look more anxious than i've ever seen you and it was the webcam that kind of did it so webcams are great for info and even if you do have you know a proper separation anxiety problem that you've observed there don't let it fire you up into looking really anxious when you leave because they're just going to pick up on that right and I know similar things happen, I think, with... I was talking to a cardiologist recently about, you know, wearable tech, and I said, oh, I've just, I've just got, you know, this new fitness band, and it, it does it does heart I can check my heartbeat. And he didn't look very impressed. And I said, are they not very good then? Are they not accurate? He said, no, no, they're actually pretty good, but the problem is that you get somebody who's who's, who's got perhaps a slight sort of irregular heartbeat or, or, or an issue that stress can make worse. They look at that bit of tech, and they're like, oh, my heartbeat's a bit high. And because it's high, they start to get stressed. And because they're stressed, they sit down and worry about it because they're worried the heartbeat goes higher. Before you know it, they've ended up in A&E. And it's the same sort of closed loop, I think, that often happens with webcams. You know, you see a problem, you worry. Because you worry, the dog picks up on it. Well, you can see where that goes. So webcams are great, but just don't overreact. If you've got a webcam where you can talk to the dog, press the button on your phone or whatever it is, think about timing here. When you're observing a dog on a webcam and they're clearly anxious, your heart goes out to them. So the most natural thing in the world is to press that button and say, come on, good boy, good girl, it's okay, everything's all right, you know, nice tone of voice. We say good boy or good girl when we mean please be a good boy, for goodness sake, yeah? What the dog hears is I'm barking and crying and you're telling me I'm a good boy. Oh, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> what are they to think, right? So you've got to get your timing right. And now, in Elvina's case, Maggie was, was stopping for two or three seconds at a time. Now, that's quite typical, right? When your neighbours say they bark non-stop for eight hours, it's rarely true. There are sizable gaps when they're not. Now, of course, the whole effect is it's very, very annoying. It feels like eight hours non-stop. Those gaps are the bits where you need to get your prayers in. So if you can time it right, and bear in mind there is sometimes a bit of a delay on the system, so you might want to just test that out for yourself. If you see the dog sort of go, and even better if they lie down, all right, and they've kind of given up for a little while, as they give up, that's when your voice really needs to just appear uh, in a very, very calm way and kind of go, oh, good boy, that's nice. You know, it's that, ooh, let's let's all fall off to sleep. Think of soothing a baby off to sleep, right? Um, the last thing you're going to do, by the way, if you're doing that, is to go, yeah, 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 let's sleep. You know? <laughs> and that's what we do as humans with dogs, you know. You're inclined to press the button and go, good boy. And, oh, whoops, he's off again. So you, you turn a voice, just rise. Frankly, it's still going to go one way or the other. He's either going to go... And I've seen this in real life. The first time I ever used a proper webcam, it was great. We, we hid around the back of a garage and did exactly this. Pressed the button and went, good boy. And you can see the dog looking in the air going, what? What? And then he kind of went, oh, well. And he settled down. And then it was like, good boy. again. And he, it really worked. It worked really well. But I've seen other cases where it just completely spooks them. 
there are other bits of tech you can get these days where you press the button and it dispenses a little treat to your dog. Some of them have got a webcam built in and all that kind of thing. The same principle applies. Get your timing right. What you don't want to do is to go dispensing treats because you think you're distracting your dog from barking. Temporarily, it may appear to work because they're barking and you're chung and the treat you know hits the deck and, and they, they nibble away at the treat for a while. And you think, oh great, this is working. Actually, it's not. It's one of those cases where the short-term gain is overweighed by a long-term problem because yeah of course it'll keep them quiet if they take the treat but you've actually rewarded the wrong behavior but here's something else if you've got a dog that's really nervous they'll rarely take a food treat anyway and it's easy to to, to understand because we're exactly the same if you think about a situation where you're somewhere that makes you really anxious or a situation I mean, for me it might be the dentist waiting room for example you know somebody said to me hey mate do you want a crisp well, I know I don't think so not right now I couldn't even think about eating right now and it's the same with dogs so just be aware of that it's well worth a try and you know webcams and all of those kind of bits of tech can be brilliant if they're used properly or they can make your problem worse so give it a go So here's a story about a dog that appeared to suffer really badly from separation anxiety, but actually it wasn't that at all. And it was a little dog called Metro, he was a Jack Russell. And he was owned by a little boy who was about 10 years old called Josh. And Josh would leave the house in the morning to go to school with his mum. And he closed the door behind him. And as the door closed, he could hear this thump thump at the back of the door. And it was Metro throwing himself at the door. Don't go, don't go. Right, in effect. And he would bark a bit as well. So Josh would open the door and go, it's all right, Metro, everything's all right, darling. Everything's all right, I'll be back, I'm only going to school. And, of course, <laughs> that rewarded that, that wrong behaviour. So what Metro learned was, right, well, they're going to leave anyway, but if I thump the door, I can put off the inevitable and I'll bring them back. So this would happen repeatedly. So Josh's mum would be the other side of the road in the car, going, come on, Josh, we've got to get to, get to work, you know. Um, she had to get to work, she's already late. Josh is making himself late for school. So every morning three four five times he'd reopen the door so he'd end up on his way to school tears rolling down his face all upset they got this little dog for josh because you know his mum had heard that that dogs give children this sense of responsibility for lots of reasons they're great for kids and it's true but you know she was just so upset that it all gone horribly wrong she got this dog he was going to school every day upset the dog by all accounts had separation anxiety really really upset she was getting to work and having to explain to the boss it was a disaster and of course i rock up and look at the problem and and, and, and ask a question which i don't think anybody would really asked before which is what does he do after that so when you when you go what what actually happens then now this was in the days before webcams but all the evidence was that actually what he did was he thumped at the door and then when they eventually did go he kind of did the doggy equivalent of shrugging his shoulders and went ah, and he disappeared off to his bed and it was very obvious that he'd spent the whole day lying in his bed he'd, he'd hoovered at one or two treats that had been left for him this was a terraced house and the neighbors were very close coupled uh, they said oh, we never hear a peep he's absolutely fine so it all looked very much like separation anxiety it was really upsetting but actually it wasn't really that it was attention seeking and it only really happened for the first five minutes really you know after that for the rest of the time until lunchtime when somebody popped in to see him 
he was absolutely fine. The answer, of course, is as hard as it is, if it's an attention-seeking thing, you make him comfortable, give him everything you need, but when you go, just go. Right, well, as they say in the cartoons, that's all, folks. I hope you've enjoyed spending time with me and my stories. Uh, If you've got a dog who feels untrainable, I promise you he probably isn't, do send a voice note to talkingdogs at avalonuk.com and I could be answering your question next week. In the meantime, do rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reconvene for some more Barking Mad stories next time. Look after yourself, your loved ones and, of course, your dogs. Bye for now.